0: And welcome to Beyond the Dashboard, your guide to understanding the world of key performance indicators. I'm your host, Steve Taylor, and each episode will be demystifying a new KPI, diving deep into its significance, debunking myths, and offering actionable steps for improvement. Whether you're leading a small or large MSP, or maybe just a brilliant technician looking to level up your business management skills, this is the place for you. So sit back, tune in, and get ready to go beyond the surface, beyond the complexity, and truly understand what lies beyond the dashboard. my guest today is paul green owner of the msp marketing edge and paul green's msp marketing paul is a marketing veteran with over seven years of experience in msp and technology marketing and many more years of experience in other industries take it away paul
1: the lead to appointment conversion rate, which we talked about in a in a previous um, a previous podcast, uh, I said I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't commit to a figure, but I said it would be very 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 low, like less than one percent low, because MSPs have a very slow sales cycle. Uh, Prospects take so long, or buyers take so long, choosing an MSP and they will stick with an incumbent for years past the point that they're dissatisfied, which slows everything down. So to take someone from being a lead, uh, a lead is when you're like connected to them on LinkedIn or they're in your email database. To take them from being a lead to a sales meeting, tiny, tiny conversion rate, probably under, if you're doing over 1%, you're doing well. Let's just say that. Now, what about a sales conversion rate? Completely the opposite you should be and again i'm not going to be committed to a figure because then you'll you'll try and benchmark yourself against a figure that is based on the the 700 odd msps that i talked to about this and thousands of other msps i've spoken to there is no standard figure uh, that i can give you that i'm happy committing to but i'll give you a broad range which is if you are if you are not closing at least two out of three of the sales conversations that you're having then you need to improve your sales process in some way And by improving your sales process in some way, I don't just mean the actual sales meeting. There's a whole set of things you can do around the sales meeting to improve it. And Steve asked me that as a question in a second. But why should your sales conversion rate be so high? Well, simply because as an MSP, you have very, very few sales meetings. You might have like one sales meeting a month, maybe even one every other month. And so, when you when you have so few sales meetings, you have to stack the odds in your favour. And that means you've got to go. You've got to pre-qualify that they're a great prospect, uh, as in they've got the right number of users, they've got the right kind of budget, they've got enough revenue. Uh, all of these things need to be right for you. They're in a, they're in a sector or a vertical or a, or a location, geographical location that you're happy working with. So if you go into it knowing that you can work with them. Uh, Then, from there in, you need to completely stack the odds in your favour. And what I've found is that most MSP owners who do their own sales meetings, which is the majority, and certainly for the first 5-10 years of the business, most of them will close at least 50%, if not above. And I think that two-thirds is something that you should be aiming for. So please don't benchmark yourself against that. Just know that if you're only closing one in three, or you only 50 percent then you you can improve your process you can do better and it's not about going on sales training it's not about uh doing more formal stuff like that it's uh, it's a uh in the odds in your favor with with a series of things that if we have time steve we can talk about
0: and one thing that i know i would get stuck in in the past would be Oh, I gotta, I gotta build this whole automation funnel thing, right? You know, I've I've gotta build this big, ridiculous machine before I even start prospecting. And I've learned that for the most part, that's probably the wrong way to do things. Um, you need to, yes, have a system, but you don't need to go out and spend, you know, hundreds or thousands a month on. Keep or HubSpot or something else Mm. and, and build all this automation out when you don't know that your system works yet. Yep. So build a system that you can do manually and start benchmarking yourself against that system that's manual and then once you start bringing in more revenue and can justify it, then start looking at a platform that you can you can start automating some of this system in and maybe that's your psa i'm not going to sit here and tell you you have to use glass hive or you have to use hubspot the tools don't matter they they really don't the same could be said with film okay and and i know this is going to be a wild analogy but but hang with me for a second jurassic park was a phenomenal movie. It still is a phenomenal movie. I haven't watched it in years, but I I can safely say that that movie was ahead of its time when it comes to uh, the CGI dinosaurs and, and all the special effects, right? They did not have the same systems that we have available to us today. Mm. You, as an individual, can go out and buy a Mac Studio for $2,000. That's the one I'm using and you can download the free DaVinci Resolve software and you can potentially make something as good if not better than Jurassic Park. The tools don't matter, it's all about the systems and processes that you have in place. They didn't have all this cool technology we do now, yet they were able to make something that we can all hopefully agree was a marvel for its time.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, those those tools, you mentioned HubSpot, that's epic. You mentioned KEEP, K-E-A-P, that's epic. Um, there are amazing tools out there. But they are, you're right, they're, they're what you use when you're maturing your marketing. If I run an MSP and I, so I've never owned an MSP, I'm not a tech, uh, but if I owned an MSP, if I bought one tomorrow and they were desperate for, for sales, uh, here's what I would do. I would sit someone down and uh, um, Anybody doesn't matter who does this, and I would I would buy them Sales Navigator, uh, and and you don't even need Sales Navigator. Sales Navigator is what three hundred bucks a month. But you don't even need that, but that that would just accelerate the thing I want them to do. I would sit them down and I would get them to find anybody in the local area who is a business owner or manager that we could do business with. No overthinking it other than that, just connect people. And the easy way to do that actually is to find someone else who's already connected to those people. So it might be that you have an Uber networker in your town or your city who knows everyone and they're connected to 3,000 business owners on LinkedIn. Thank you very much. We'll have that. You then go and look at their connections and you connect to their connections. So I would have someone building up all those connections at a pace. Then I would have them finding the email addresses of all of those connections putting those email addresses into a basic CRM. MailChimp, right? MailChimp is an incredibly powerful CRM that, and I forget the exact number, but it's something like you have 2,000 contacts for free before you start paying right? It's an insane tool. MailerLite, L-I-T-E, is another insane tool. Not as good as MailChimp, and currently they're having a, a fight against spammers, so their functionality uh, isn't quite as good. But MailChimp is an amazing way. That tool's costing you nothing. LinkedIn connections is costing you nothing but time. Uh, finding email addresses, you can just do it through Google. That's costing you nothing but time. And then I would have that person or someone pick up the phone and call these people. So we're connecting to people on LinkedIn. We're putting content in front of them in LinkedIn. We're sending them emails via our our free MailChimp and then we're just going to pick up the phone. It's not a sales call. It's a high, just want to get to know you call. It's a relationship building call. And the purpose of that call is to color code that person. Are they red? Are they really happy with their incumbent MSP? Are they too small? Are they just not for us? They're red. We don't worry about them. Uh, Are they the right kind of size client, but they, again, they love their MSP. Uh, They're an amber Amber prospect or an amber lead. Let's call them back next year. Or are they the right kind of people? They're really unhappy about a service problem they had last week. Uh, They've been meaning to look and see who's out in the market. That's green, 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 green. And, and suddenly now, we put all of our attention on that small number of greens. And, and, you know, if I owned an MSP and we were desperate for sales, that's what I would do. In fact, I would get that one person doing all of those three things, that's a, that's a big ask. That's a lot of different skill sets for one person, but they're out there. It's, it, it, you know, you'd find that person, you wouldn't have to pay them a lot of money, and I would get them doing that five days a week, you know, 51 weeks a year. They can have Christmas or maybe just Thanksgiving off, and uh, just hitting those, hitting LinkedIn, hitting email, hitting the phones, And we would book more sales appointments because their job is appointment setting, right? They're not doing the sales appointment. That's my job as the owner, as your job as the owner, but they're doing that appointment setting. So yeah, you can you can ramp these things up, and you're absolutely right, Steve. You you don't need the fancy tools to do it, but you do need to do some activity. Now that what I've just talked about there isn't sustainable, right? You couldn't keep that's not a great system that you'd keep going in that format for years. The system itself is good, but you would bring in automation, you'd bring in a CRM, you'd bring in some of those tools, but only as you say steve once you've actually proven that that works
0: that's fantastic advice paul
1: well there is just one thing which is something i talked about earlier um which was uh, ways to improve your your sales conversion rate so if you can give me 90 seconds let me very yeah. briefly uh talk on that um what happens in the sales meeting yes you can get sales training there are some great sales trainers out there in the msp space uh, and it's, it's it's certainly worth doing that if you're not a naturally comfortable no, hang on, let me back up on that. No one is naturally comfortable in sales when they're the business owner, but as the business owner, you talk with passion. Uh, you, you you sit there with someone and they tell you about their technology problems and you think, I can help, I can help, because you know you, want to, you can fix their problems and you know you can make their life better and that's why you sell, right? So sometimes putting a sales process on top of that can smother that, something you have to be very aware of. So if you're okay in sales meetings and you're not too worried about that, just go with that for now. But what you can do is improve the stuff around the sales meetings. For example, there's something called uh, pre-suasion, where you persuade someone before you ask them to do something. So you can pre... This, is, this comes from a book by uh, a very famous uh, psychology professor called Dr. Robert Cialdini. He, he deals a lot with the psychology of marketing. He, he wrote a book called Influence back in 1984, which is epic. He then wrote a, a follow-up called Pre-suasion about 10 years ago too long too waffly, not a great read so don't bother reading persuasion just here's the 10 second version of it persuasion is you you influence what someone's going to do before they do it for example before you meet someone for a sales meeting, uh, you send them some social proof. So social proof is things like case studies and testimonials, reviews. So what if you sent them a case study booklet? It's literally a written booklet uh, featuring uh, a a case study of one of your clients or a number of your clients, and you send it to them. It's like an eight-page book for them to read, and you send it to them with a note saying, hey, looking forward to meeting you uh, a week on Tuesday. Please can you read this before we meet so you can see how other business owners like you have experienced what we do. And and some will read it, some won't, but those that do, they're much more likely to buy. Because the reason we call it social proof is because we're scared of making a mistake, and uh, if we see other people like us are doing something, then we are much more likely to feel more comfortable about it. People who buy from you, they don't know what they don't know about technology. They're not making head decisions, they're making heart decisions. They're buying you based on whether they like you or not. So if we can influence their heart and their head a bit with social proof then they're more likely to pick you. So that's something you can do before. There are other things, but that's the the one that gives the biggest impact. And then afterwards, don't be the guy that does the meeting, sends the proposal in, and then phones them once a week for the next 16 weeks. Be that annoying guy. Don't do that. Do proposals in person. Right. So you do the sales meeting, you say right we've got everything here, I'm going to put a proposal together I could just send it through to you, but I, I, what I'd like to do is I just need another 20 minutes of your time to talk it through in person And you'll be the only person, of the of the five MSPs they're talking to, you'll be the only person who does this So you come back and you present it to them in person, you give them nice printed copies And you email them a PDF because they lose the printed copies and they've got it on their email And the point of pre- presenting it in person is You know, when you just give them a proposal, what do they do? They flick to the back to look at the price and they've missed all the context. No, we want to stop this. So by doing the proposal in person, they can't miss the context because you present it to them and the price comes at the end. Just do the social proof and do the proposal in person. Those two things alone will dramatically improve your conversion rate. There is one more, Steve, if I can. There's actually a ton more, but there's this one more I want to put in. Once you've presented the proposal in person, Uh, make sure you schedule a phone or video call for you to answer their final questions and get their decision, which again removes the follow-up failure that we have. You don't want to do a sales meeting, propose in person and then be like phoning them two weeks later, are you ready yet? Have you made a decision? Schedule it, put it in their diary, put it in their calendar. Essentially with this whole sales process, I'm talking about you taking control and you should take control. People are lucky to work with you, right? you're good at what you do you're great at what you do so you should be in charge of auditing not auditing auditioning them to whether or not they can come and work with you and that's almost the mindset you should have even if you're desperate for sales they've got to jump through some hoops and audition to be good enough to join your msp and you being in charge of the sales process is one of the fastest
0: ways to do that and uh i think it's also okay for you to be cocky enough in, in, a, in a way to, to make that clear to them that, hey, I'm making sure that you're a good fit to work with me just yeah. as much as you wanna make sure I'm a good fit to work with you. Massively, massively.
1: Yes, and in fact, you know, not being afraid to say, no, I'm sorry, we can't meet, we're not a good fit is, is perfect. It's weird, isn't it? When you when you reject someone and you say, I'm sorry, I don't think we'd be a good fit, that makes you more desirable. And it's kind of like dating. Uh, I, I'm single at the moment as we, as we record this, Steve, and I, and I know if I was to get on the apps, oh my God, please don't make me go on Tinder again. But if I had to, you know, being being too keen is not a good thing, right? You have to kind of, it, it's, it's getting that, that two-way thing. This is what my dating guru tells me anyway. Uh, but it's exactly the same with marketing. I'm so much better at marketing than I am at dating.
0: You just need to look at dating like marketing.
1: Yeah, a funnel, lots of, lots of leads, lots of prospects and lots of sales appointments yeah. as well. Yeah. I like yeah. that.
0: Every, every time you meet with, with another person and, and you decide let's, let's get together, let's have a cocktail or, or dinner. That's a, that's a sales meeting that you need to close.
1: Like I like it. And that sounds like <laughs> a, a business expense as well. Can I put all my dates on my business credit card?
0: You, you actually should, because if anything, that's uh, sales and marketing training.
1: Definitely, definitely. I'm sure my CPA will have something to say about that.
0: Paul, well, I can't wait to hear what your CPA says in a few months uh, as you start to expense all of your dates. You keep, keep me posted, that way we know what we can get away with over here across the pond. Oh. Paul, thank you so much for doing this with me, man. I really appreciate it.
1: It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me on again.
0: We've all been there. The phone rings, your largest client is on the line, totally panicked. Their CEO spilled coffee all over her laptop and it's completely dead. Everything she needed for her investor presentation tomorrow was on that laptop. There's nothing more heart-stopping than losing business-critical data. Whether you get hit with ransomware, hardware failure, or human error, data loss can be a business-ending event. Backups are your final stand when a threat penetrates your layers of defense. That's where Comet Backup comes in. Comet is a secure, reliable backup solution designed specifically for MSPs. Protect computers, servers, virtual environments, emails, and databases. You choose where the data is stored. Backup to local on-prem storage or any of the leading cloud providers to slash your storage costs. Comet grows with your business with scalable, per-device pricing. Test drive Comet Backup with a 30-day free trial. Get $50 free credit when you sign up with the promo code ROCKETMSP. Start running backups in 15 minutes or less at CometBackup.com. Comet Backup, the backup solution that MSPs trust.